2: Hello, good evening, and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance One Hundred Four Point Four FM. We are the world's oldest video game radio show, and my name is Steve Curran.
0: I'm Simon Byron.
2: Are you, are you feeling the world's oldest today? <laughs> Do you know,
0: what? I am old. I am old. Uh, so yeah, certainly that was a particularly apt intro. Um, yeah, I'm doing. I, I, I'm feeling old, but I'm doing
2: okay. How are you? I'm all right. I'm feeling old as well. Um, you know those you're only
0: young you're only young well, folks,
2: I, I know but you know those uh, you know those memes that go around that are like i mean for a start do you know memes simon i know you're <laughs> old <but> okay so
0: <laughs> they're, they're, they're the bits of paper you have to put through the telephone at each other are they
2: yeah but the other day i saw someone saying um basically simon i saw someone who's young saying right. oh my god i'm old and it just made me right, feel they still young yeah. yeah have you had a good week it's been all right it's been all right uh how's your week been
0: Great, yeah. I've been uh you know, I've celebrated the end of Lockdown Two by mm-hmm. uh by basically going nowhere. <laughs> so, um so that's good. I did have a wandering to town today. Um I was trying to find some curtain hooks, that's what I was doing. Um, didn't. Uh, you'll be saddened to hear. But uh, it was very, very, very busy out there. So um yeah, people are emerging from their children's bedrooms, it seems. But uh, me, no, I've been, I've, been, I've been indoors for most of it. What about you?
2: Well, I've, I've been out and about. I've noticed absolutely no difference here in central London between lockdown and Tier 2. Uh, so that doesn't bode well for the future. Um, I guess the numbers will tell all as we approach Christmas week. Have you decided on your Christmas bubbles yet?
0: Do you know what? I decided uh, yesterday. I think I'm seeing my sister and her family on Boxing Day, um, and we're hoping to get the father-in-law down as well. So that that's that's who we'll be bubbling up with. How did
2: you announce the announce the decision to the lucky participants and those who weren't so fortunate?
0: <laughs> well, we, uh, <laughs> I well, I, I was, I, I had it announced to me actually because I wasn't. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure. It's obviously we want to see our well, my father-in-law, my wife's. Uh, Dad
1: because
0: mm-hmm. uh, we 've only seen him once all year, um, and so we were fully prepared to um, isolate beforehand so that we, you know we weren 't going to see anybody else so that we are clean when he arrives um, but then yeah we were doing oh, we were doing a, a murder mystery night last night. For people that don't have video games in their <laughs> lives, uh, with my family, um, and uh, my sister mentioned that she'd be up for popping over on Boxing Day uh, at the end of that.
2: Okay. It so turned my,
0: it turned out that my mother was the murderer. Really, I know. Yeah, yeah did, very. Did surprising. you suspect her? Well, as we were just discussing before we started recording, um, we're both uh, parents of young children and I was on duty last night and uh there were a couple of times where uh, she called me up daddy I'm not feeling very well um is one or daddy I've done a poo mm. uh, is is the other um and so I had to pop up and down and I think I missed some key information really during the opening speeches which meant by the time uh it came to wrapping up I I, I, I was a little confused, but.
2: It's probably misdirection, yeah, like, deliberate misdirection from the uh, from the grandmother the getting it? in touch and saying. Because in my experience, "Daddy, I've done a poo" is often misdirection. <laughs> it's, it's a hard thing to react to, isn't it? Because you're not like you're not going to be delighted if you open the nappy and you see that there. But when you open it and there isn't anything there, you're also disappointed. It's never a good situation.
0: Uh, well, it's just that she started saving them up so that it's something that she can do while she to to, to get someone back into her room yeah, yeah. when she's uh when she should be going to sleep. So, yeah, but yeah, th- th- those are my bubbles.
2: What do you think past Steen Simon would think about this radio show content if you played it? Oh,
0: can you imagine? <laughs> but, yeah,
2: anyway. Oh, yeah. We're a video game radio show. It occurs to me, to bring this back on track, Murder Mysteries, they're the Among Us, aren't they, of uh, of our generation?
0: Well, I um, haven't played Among Us um, because I thought that you would have to talk during it.
2: Mm.
1: Uh,
0: and I didn't want to go and um, talk <laughs> to strangers no. in, a, in a computer game, but apparently you don't.
2: Um, no, you just type. You type. Red, red look sus That's the Sus Sus Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, But uh, Murder Mystery So you're You're reading off a script So there's mm. no There's little uh, Capacity for improvisation Or uh, Being devious I think okay. you're sort of, You you're stuck to the part That, you, that you're given It it, it was fine <laughs> But you know I would have been happier If I was just playing Sniper Elite 4 On my own
2: It's time for the news! All right, Simon, have you found any news stories this week? Because I've noticed it's quite a quiet week, isn't it?
0: Well, it's very, very quiet. I am so much so that my... (laughs) Lots of the news stories that I saw this week were all ones that were just statements. (laughs) Amazon will be selling PlayStation 5s this Thursday. Okay?
2: Cool. Good.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You can buy an Xbox Series S from Curry's. Thanks. Okay. (laughs) Great. Um, And I think that that was uh, highlighted by this story I saw on um, VideoGamesChronicle.com headline. Xbox will reportedly make an announcement at the Game Awards next week. Great. Thanks. (laughs) Uh, The Subhead 2020 show is due to be streamed live on December 10th. Uh, The story goes on. Now, I... I'm impressed how much they've got out of this, okay? Mm -hmm. So, the story goes, Microsoft will reportedly make an announcement at the Game Awards next week. That's according to prominent games journalist Jeff Grubb, who made the claim during a GamesBeat video stream on Friday, but did not share further details on what it could entail. Microsoft has shown that historically it's willing to reserve its highest-tier announcements for the award show, such as last year's Xbox Series X console reveal. Uh, there are three more paragraphs, uh, <laughs> then an, an an embedded tweet. Two more, three, four, five, six more paragraphs what? after that.
2: Hey? Good work. And this is all is based good? on something another journalist said yeah. offhand Jeff during Grubb. a stream. Jeff Grubb. Do you know? Do you know Grubbo? <laughs> I don't.
0: I don't know Grubbo. No, but <laughs> it sounds like we should all be tuning in for all the all the uh, news.
2: You know, there's another speculative announcement here on VG Twenty Four Seven. Um, Lord of the Rings Online may be getting a big new update to coincide with the Amazon TV series. It may. (laughs) It may not. May may not. We don't know. We're just writing things here as we think of them. It may. (laughs) Wow. So when will will we find out or not? Uh,
0: It says... I'm surprised anybody can sleep at the moment. (laughs) It says...
2: (laughs) Uh, it says, well, it says the, 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 the sort of first line of this piece uh, says the Lord of the Rings MMO may be getting a far-reaching graphics update by 2022, a new presentation has suggested. And this again is according to uh, another website they've picked up from PC Games N. It appears to be in line for a suite of visual updates. So it's not even new content. It's just prettier pictures for <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Right. Why do you think it's such a slow week this week?
0: Uh, everybody's inhaling, waiting for cyberpunk. So yeah. if you look at Eurogamer, um, uh, a lot of their features now are just like, oh, getting ready for cyberpunk. Oh, here's the best cyberpunk games. Why do we like cyberpunk? Da-da-da-da-da. Um, plus, you have got the Game Awards, uh, which are happening on the same day as cyberpunk. Um, and uh, a lot of companies will, will be holding back announcements for them. So I think to uh, uh, take an educated guess that some, that some companies might be saying something, Mm. During the Game Awards uh, is, is a um, pretty safe bet. Do you, do you stay up and watch the Game Awards? Is this like your Oscars, I, 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 do your I do not. parties?
2: I do not do that. Do you, Simon?
0: I don't know. Oh. I don't, I'll be well in bed.
2: <laughs> uh, can you name who, any of the winners from the Game Awards last year?
0: Hideo Kojima.
2: Yeah, right. um, he won a Game Award, did he? Probably. What was it, uh, what was I, it for? I would have thought,
0: Death stranding
2: no but what was the title of the award best <laughs> game yeah award good yeah I'm not sure
0: they they appear to have um really uh increased their presenters though um they have got uh Bree Larson presenting something gal God playing uh, presenting something as well right um,
2: it's I mean, pretty yeah. easy it's kind of uh <laughs> I guess it's like, hey, can I do a call forward to the interview that's about to happen?
0: Of course you can. That's quite that's clever, magic isn't it? of radio. It? It's
2: like a call back. It's like <laughs> our interview guest is going to say in the interview section. Uh, suddenly, with lockdown, you have more access to these important people, don't you? Because what have they got to do? They've just got to switch on the webcam and go, here's an award. Next up, this award. Such a webcam. Off. Well,
0: I would have thought they're all keen to get involved if they've heard that Microsoft is potentially <laughs> And they, they want to be the first to um, to announce it. But no, it's um, it, I'm not sure how many years the Game Awards have been going on for now. I'd I, I guess five, is it? Um, each year it seems to get bigger and bigger. And uh, yeah, you have to say, for um, an event that hasn't been around that long, it does seem to create moments. So it'd be interesting to see uh, what does come out of it and you know hopefully the new section next week steve will be slightly more populated but yeah it's um uh, somebody was uh looking at uh the number of games that are coming out this week and it's like everybody's got out of the way of mm. cyberpunk
2: so another news story from Eurogamer: neil druckman is now co-president of naughty dog okay how does that affect us uh, it doesn't good for him well done <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um any more from uh, any more from EuroGamer?
0: No, uh, it's all it's, nothing, it's, it's very, it? very difficult. Um they uh highlighted the fact that um Computer Exchange was uh charging a lot of money for a PlayStation 5. have, have you seen the news story, Steve?
2: I have not seen this news story. Okay,
0: no. so guess how much? Uh Euro
2: Exchange charging for a PlayStation 5. Yeah. 1,200 quid. Oh, no. No, higher or lower?
0: The Bargainers, okay. 815
2: pounds. Wow, that is actually genuinely less than I thought it would be. I've seen them going on eBay for about $1,500. Um, so, what, and a-
0: a- actually selling?
2: Well, yeah, and who knows whether it was an empty box filled with rocks or whatever we reported <laughs> on last week. But... um Yeah, I've seen them, uh, I guess, it depends on the luck of the draw, doesn't it? If someone is desperate enough in that instant and has enough cash, then yeah, if you're a scalper, you may get lucky. But it's all pretty grim. Uh, Has Sony talked about when they're going to get new stock in?
0: Uh, I think they have mentioned that there is some in the channel. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've given up uh, trying to buy one, even though I don't want one. Um, so I'm yeah, I'm just, I don't want one. Um, sorry, I, I, I do want one, but I don't need one yet. Um, so yeah, I'll just have to wait until after Christmas. The thing I have noticed, though, is that uh, it's quite difficult to buy some games now. Um, I had to drive to Letchworth,
2: Steve. Sorry to
0: uh, hear that, Simon. I know, to Argos, Letchworth to pick up a copy of Spider-Man Miles Morales on PS4 because it was out of stock on Amazon. Okay. And, and it wasn't in any of the uh, – it wasn't in the uh, local Argos. So I had to go – I had to collect and, click and collect it. And it was £51.99
2: hmm that's the uh, i i saw uh I, I hadn't realized that the price of next generation titles has gone up to about sort of 70 quid hasn't it some of them uh, have, yeah some of them uh, that's that seems to be what we're shooting for now which makes sense i mean people have pointed out that the price for video games has held pretty steady over the last decade um and they've got more and more expensive to make uh and you know pounds per hour played i'm sure spider-man Stands up uh, certainly against going to see the new Spider-Man movie, um, but still, it seems like quite a hit, doesn't it? Seventy quid, well, fifty-one too- quid in your in your <laughs> case.
0: Yeah, well, obviously, obviously, that wasn't me spending it. That was uh, Dexter's auntie's getting him that for Christmas. But no, I had, to, I had to make sure that I'd bagged it because it doesn't seem to be um, in stock anywhere at the moment, and and. 70, 80 quid is an awful lot of money, isn't it? And, and yes, game prices have held steady, but generally everything else has been getting cheaper, hasn't it? So look at me, uh, movies and look at music. Mm. Buying those, it has come down in price. So
2: Crisps haven't, though. Have they not? No, they're getting more expensive, and also the packets are shrinking. Right. And so maybe that's a better parallel with video games
0: <laughs> which Cause... flavor which, which 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 flavor would you choose for for a PS5
1: <laughs> One life left video game news with Anne Scanthelberry <laughs>
2: We're back. You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. It's entirely possible you're listening to us as a podcast as well. If you're not, you can find that podcast at www.onelifeleft.com. That's where you'll find the name of the track that's playing right now. Uh, We'll have got it from chipmusic.org and put it into the podcast later, like true professionals. Simon, we've got a guest this week.
0: We do have a guest, yeah. After three weeks of our lonely ramblings I'm, de- I'm delighted to say that we're joined in audio and also video by uh, yuki's dr joe twist hello joe hello it's re- genuinely lovely to see you i've been staring at steve's face for <laughs> seemingly forever how's, how's it going it's going very
3: well yeah just trying to uh, keep warm how did lockdown two treat you Lockdown two was exactly the same as lockdown one. I've been out a grand total, i.e. outside the front door, eight times, and two of them were to the doctors. So I I, I literally have become an astronaut candidate. (laughs) Eight times in how long? Since March 23rd. Whoa! I'm very, very, very fortunate. I'm extremely privileged because I moved into my other halves temporarily, in March and my plants have made it over here as well as increasing numbers of um, clothing bits of clothing and he's got space he's got a garden and we get on so it's been you know really I've been really fortunate it's the most positive response I've I've had to the to the circumstances (laughs) has he got space for us yeah, plenty. I'm I'm in the spare bedroom. I'm in the spare wow. bedroom, and I have literally. I, I I've realised not only am I a national candidate, although I do like to sit outside on the swing swing chair. I've created a woman cave outside. I've got like fake sheepskin rugs on the swing seat. I've got all these you know fairy lights, these Moroccan lamps. You know, I I like to buy sh, and I also like to collect a lot a lot of rubbish. So around me is just slowly slowly building this indoor. Uh, well, most offices are indoor, but my workspace is becoming really sophisticated. I love it.
0: Nice. So, how, how was the um, how was the Yuki Response Centre everything when it kicked off? What how how soon did you send everybody home? You know, what was what were the preparations like?
3: Yeah, I mean, preparations. We so in about February, we had actually installed these automatic hand sanitizers in the office, and thank goodness we did. And those were overused. And we, we, we made the call, I think, as everyone did on the 16th of March. Um, we had just, we, we still hadn't quite got our laptops because it was something that I'd meant to do was buy everyone a laptop. And <clears throat> there was a little bit of a stock issue then, but we eventually got them. So we pivoted really well. And the team's just done brilliantly. I mean, they've just been absolute stars, you know, and, and actually it's given us that discipline of, talking more using more technology <laughs> you know like the cloud instead of saving things on your desktop yeah. or printing something out so it's been they, they, they've been tremendously uh, resilient and have really really tried to listen to all the games companies we look after see what they needed and really focus on what they needed uh, as soon as possible
0: and how, how much of a, of a challenge has it been to maintain your sort of usual work throughout all of this
3: Well, I think the one big um, thing that we're missing is obviously all the networking and the going to places and also opening up the office, like loads of people just come in and out the office and you have really good chats that are not scheduled. And we all know now that everything has to be scheduled. And so we're really missing that. We're missing the trade shows, obviously. Uh, Gamescom was a huge hit um, to us, I think. And but, you know, like everyone and everyone in the games industry, you know, the games industry is characterized by, I think, really brilliant um people who just problem solve that's what they do for a living and and they come up with creative solutions and I just think I, I love being around people and and I am missing that but I'm but I'm also not struggling with it and we've been trying as much as possible just to make sure we're having drop-ins as a team. We still do our play social Friday we still play games every week um, and I've also just uh, I may have reinvested our training budget into... <laughs> Another work device for people, which is an Oculus Quest Two. <laughs> okay, nice. Because we're all going to hang out on VR. Oh, fantastic! So one each. Yeah, it's a work device. Yeah. Um, no. So you know, spatial big screen. We've been having a lot of fun in rec rooms. We, we've been bowling. You know, they're gradually getting delivery of them now. Oh, and uh, and And it's just been transformative. It really is. Just being next to someone as an avatar, no matter how weird it looks, it really genuinely feels like you're in the same room as them.
0: I've not played Rec Room, but my son goes on my Oculus Quest 1. Um, and just observing him from afar, it's just like he's going in there causing a load of trouble. Unfortunately, now uh, tied to my Facebook account. but <laughs>
3: <laughs> It is absolute insanity in there. Like I went in there without knowing the ropes, and I didn't realize that you can access it without a VR headset. So I was, I was just standing there. In this What was supposed to be This chill out house And it was really cool music And then there was What sounded like Ten year old boys Just insulting each other and, and, and coming right up to me And shouting at my face And, and saying That's Why am I tele? Yeah Yeah Probably <laughs> I recognised his voice Yeah but they, 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 were, they were shouting at me Going Why are you teleporting Why are you teleporting <laughs> Rusty dolphin Why are you teleporting It's like what? what the what's <laughs> What we're doing wrong It was like being in the playground With the wrong trainers <laughs> i found it um yeah i so said similar to you i i um
0: i retreated into half-life alex um, in <laughs> march because i mean i'm not sure that, that was much of an escape but since then i've been doing things like um uh the mini golf is uh lots of fun mm. um the climb uh <laughs> is uh terrifying um, oh, i wouldn't be able to do that but, i guess uh, worse
3: for to go in
0: vr than than in real life right but yeah it's been um it's it has it has provided some escape from these four walls of uh, Dexter's bedroom. So do you, do you think
3: that um, when things start returning to normal, you'll sort of keep keep that side of things up? I think we're definitely going to keep that kind of thing up. We're going to offer you know try and like everyone trying to work out what what a hybrid looks like, and we're really trying to reimagine the office and and really thinking about it from not only Yuki's staff and what they want to do. But also from members and, and games companies, you know, how are they going to be using it? Lots of companies just in any sector, you know, are starting to really pivot full time to uh, remote working or getting rid of their big leases. So, you know, more and more, it, it could be that that office is a a meeting point, a creative space, a event space, whatever it might be. But whatever, you know, making sure it's flexible so that people can get the best out of it, including the team.
0: What have been the um, the the big things that you've worked on this year, and how hard has that been doing that over Zoom or what have you? I, the, the last thing I heard from you was the Ian Wright uh, <laughs> know what know what your kids are up to uh, on Radio Five a couple of weeks ago. That, uh, I, how's, how's that been uh, running that from bedrooms and stuff? I mean, I. Had, <laughs>
3: Well, I mean, that that is in collaboration with some really, really key members who have access to talent like that. And it's part of the Get Set Go campaign. So we we launched the play campaign with Rio Ferdinand earlier this year, only in January. And that, that, that was purely designed to make sure that parents and carers and families understand that they can take control, that, that they're, they are in control and they should have a conversation with their kids about what they're playing, play with them and set boundaries together and use the parental controls so that they can manage time or manage in-game spending. So we, we, we relaunched this. We've revitalized it. And Ian, right, right, right. <laughs> I cannot say his name without doing that. He's a granddad now, believe it or not. And. You know, we we he he really is is there really to help parents and carers also just understand that with the next gen consoles, before you gift it, if that's what you're planning to do, I don't know anyone is planning to do that because they want it for themselves, Hmm. but set up the family control so that you can have a very merry Christmas. It's a bit like the batteries not included stuff. You know, make sure the batteries are in before you actually gift the gift. And what about to avoid tears?
0: What about the politicians? Uh, How have you been uh, interacting with them this year?
3: Well, that is that's actually been really interesting because, you know, nobody needs to actually walk anywhere or get in a tube for, for or a train for a f- few hours. You know, so so actually we've done um, quite a few roundtables with politicians. We've done regional roundtables with just with companies in the area. We've done roundtables on esports. We've done roundtables uh, on online harms. So it's been really interesting because you kind of get a little bit more access to them and it's it's much more sort of manageable because you don't have like we did a with a secretariat um we sort of do all the bits and bobs behind the scenes of the all-party parliamentary group for video games and esports, and uh and that's really useful forum and we usually do events in parliament and the 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 rooms that you get access to are you know it's like do do you have wi-fi (laughs) wi-fi no is this screen can we get that in color color screen no. So it's pretty poor, you know, actually the standard of kind of tech. So it is so much easier doing it on Zoom, actually, and being able to, to, to show them stuff and, and not have to worry about the tech setup or how many people you can fit into the room. So it's been really interesting and they've been really, I think, very positive about the way that the games industry in particular in this country has responded during the pandemic. So a couple of really big projects that, you know, George on my team has done a fantastic job with the industry to get off the ground have been things like putting in um, public health messages into games, making sure that on their social channels, we're promoting those messages. But also things like Games for Carers, which was the whole industry coming together to donate 100,000 free games um, near the beginning of lockdown to give to NHS workers for free. And the the amount of feedback we had on that was just so incredible. You know, families who, NHS workers who can't live with their kids at the, you know, certainly at the beginning of lockdown at, at its worst, and who then were able to play with their kids um, apart and just have that time together. It's just been so amazing to see how games have really just played such a critical role, I think, for people. And supporting mental health. We did a play and talk weekend, just encouraging people to pick a game, play that game with their mate for an hour at the weekend and just have a chat. So, you know, and we've been so lucky in this industry. We really have. We've had so many games come out like Fall Guys. That it's just been Endless hours of fun, as well as Among Us. We've been playing Among Us as a team. It's quite interesting.
0: (laughs) And how how are you coping with things like uh, planning for 2021? Um, Obviously, there's a vaccine on the horizon, but things aren't going to get back to normal um, as quickly Mm. as we'd like. uh, Stuff like uh, London Games Festival, etc. How are you approaching those?
3: well michael and the the team at london games festival do an incredible job and actually they were one of the first big like b2b events and consumer events um you know because it also holds egx res and that kind of thing and that was supposed to kick off at the end of March this year, uh, beginning of April. And of course, so they had to really pivot very quickly. So they've learned a lot. And and they've also been part of loads of other festivals, you know, across the creative industries. Um, they've gone to all the other kind of B2B events just to learn what works and what doesn't. And it is really tricky. And hopefully, you know, by April, there will be some opportunity to have events that are somewhat in person, let's say, somewhat in person. <laughs> in rec room. I don't know what that means. Exactly. You're only an avatar from, from the yeah. waist up. <laughs> <laughs> but they, 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 they've done an amazing job. And and for us, we've been planning, you know, for, we, we've been doing a very conservative plan, you know, assuming that the big trade events aren't back in the same way. Um, but again, I think most of it is about the support that we can offer which we can do really effectively digitally and it is more accessible for people across geography um but also sort of thinking about yeah how 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 games companies want to use our office
0: well it's been great talking to you joe it's, it's the most positive response to, uh, to to lockdown that i've seen i think <laughs> really <laughs> pleased to see you doing so well and uh, yeah keep up the fantastic work at yuki and i hope um one day we'll be able to sing together because, uh, you know, as we know, that's the most dangerous activity you can do at the moment.
3: I think that is the one thing I am so missing is karaoke. I really, really am. And and I have to say, I've watched the last two Mariokis and they have just had me in stitches, absolute stitches. And I've almost run upstairs and grabbed the microphone, <laughs> almost.
0: Excellent. All right. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to join us, Joe. Well, uh, we we'll hope to catch you. up with
3: you soon. Thank you.
2: One Life Left on Residence 104.4 FM We're a video game radio show What a brilliant guest, Simon
0: Wasn't she fantastic? It was so nice to see Joe. I uh, it's, obviously haven't seen I don't think I've seen her all, all year in, in real life
2: Well, clearly um, not Unless you were one of the eight times She's left a house
0: <laughs> What are you trying to imply? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't think either of us Would make the top ten, frankly <laughs>
0: No, so that was great to have one. Thank you for joining us, Joe. Uh, yeah, and we'll thanks, have um, Sam from UK will be joining us next week as well. So it's a UK double bill.
2: Let's work through the whole employee roster, shall we? Is it time for the letters? It is. Email, messages, and forward BCC, One life letters. All right, I know we've got one letter this week. Have we have
0: more what? than that? Yep, oh, we do have more oh. than
2: that. Okay, who do you want to start with?
0: I'll start with James Parker.
2: Okay, fine. Uh,
0: he says, hello team and all SSG. During your conversation about games that were alluring but never came to be, you brought up the exciting subject of EXO. Both myself and regular correspondent Tony Gowland were part of the team that made the game. In our respective first industry jobs, although development took so long, I ended up as a lead designer by the end. If we ever want to do a two-hour-long OLL special, which is an all-history of the game, I'm sure we could oblige. However, in a sentence, it could be summed up as A massively ambitious project for new and difficult hardware, with a slightly naive team, and a very fickle publisher. Or if you wanted to sum up the fate of the game in one word, it would be Atari! <laughs> As a bonus fact, uh, thanks to Nathan Brown, as of April last year, there have been nine games that suffered from the infamous Edge cover curse. They were... Okay, are you ready? And see if you recall these, Steve, okay?
2: Um, okay, I'm ready.
0: HMS Carnage.
2: Absolutely no idea.
0: I've, uh, to the front cover of Edge and I've never heard of it.
2: Okay, go on, next.
0: Ferrari 360 Challenge
2: i think i do vaguely remember that but honestly i couldn't separate one car game from an x so
0: yeah presumably that would be a system three game at some point would it i don't know but uh then there's exo which we've mentioned then uh game number four is unity uh which i'm guessing must be a game rather than the, the uh game engine
2: no no clue uh
0: the outsider
2: yes i do remember that what was it it had one of their men involved in it, like it,
0: I, it did have a Hasabis
2: or yeah. Toby Guard or someone. Um...
0: Here we go. It was um... <laughs> so. The Wikipedia says the Outsider video game. The Outsider was an action adventure game for Windows, PlayStation Three, and Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, developed by Frontier Developments. It was announced in two thousand and five. Uh... Cancelled in two
2: thousand and eleven. Wow. Okay. Uh, so it's a it's a David Braben. It's a Braben, thing. yeah. Braben, Braben thing. Go. That's one one of them men. I was right.
0: Yeah, that's a man. Okay. Uh, then Ion Guard. A I O N Guard. G U A R D. Never heard of that.
2: Never heard of it. No idea.
0: Um, again, edge cover. War Devil. What?
2: Who's <laughs> making these up exactly. now.
0: <laughs> yeah. War uh, Devil. Yeah, it does it does sound like a game though doesn't it, no, it should, definitely should does. Call this?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> making a call to the edge offices quick quick we need we've got through the phone's ringing we need a title war <laughs> exactly, yeah. <More> something
0: war <laughs> <laughs> what exactly. devil yeah. uh transformers universe uh i was um well, I, I I wasn't involved in it, but I did some work on Transformers. That was a, a Jagex game, ambitious Jagex game, yeah, that never saw the light of day. Uh, and finally, uh, Fable Legends.
2: That one I have heard of.
0: Uh, we should reference the car noises in your background, Steve. We? I have an apology <laughs> to make to the listeners for my editing of last week's show. <laughs> He said to me, uh, he said, look... Um, th- there goes one, just then. Yeah, he says, you watch out for the car noises behind me. There are some things that you can do in the software that we use, uh, which uh, should uh, suppress those. Um, I said, like, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I found last week's episode quite tricky to edit uh, for one reason or another. Um, and but, and I, I managed to, to, uh, to r- get rid of some background noise in a couple of bits where I thought that I'd noticed them. Pulled it all together, exported it. listened to the bits just to uh, just to check that it all come together. There was a massive car noise right at the start, wasn't there? <laughs> and by then it was too late for me to do anything about it. I'm really sorry, but so if that spooked you, uh, apologies. <laughs>
2: I think we are doomed with this episode. It's been a busy night tonight in South yes. London, apparently. Right. Uh, so I'll see what I can do. But if you hear cars in the background, it's it's ambiance, isn't it? That's what it is. Uh, thanks
0: for the thanks for the letter, James Parker. And I, I you know what? I am tempted to take you up on should that do uh, two hour long, that oh, long that's long quite funny yeah I think do you know, I think we should should we try and work through that let's list
2: I'm, I'm in actually that is quite an idea for an OL yeah, series okay. isn't it like a, a mini series let's uh let's consider this yeah. and then not do it
0: well, that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking as you were saying that sounds like a good idea like yeah, but we won't do it will we?
2: hello team hello SSG I was bidding in an auction this week, writes Robert Wells. It was items from Gerry Anderson Productions, mostly from Terrorhawks, although I was there for the Dick Spanner stuff. There were two lots I thought might tickle you. One was the Terrahawks game for the Philips Video Pack G7000, aka the Magnavox Odyssey 2, along with design documents, marketing briefs, and a console to run it on. One of the first TV tie-ins. The other was a fictional puppet games console in a briefcase, and items used to animate the fictional game that it plays. The player flies about a cityscape, shooting down aliens, and Dr. Ninestein is always trying to break his record. What fictional video games do you wish were real? I've got a soft spot for the missile attack game in Never Say Never Again, the one that shocks the player when they take a hit, but I'm not sure I'd want to play it. Pip-Pip, Robert.
0: Well, that's a very specific question, isn't it? But first, let's jump back to that <laughs> to that auction. That sounds pretty interesting, doesn't it? I like the, I like the completeness of mm. that Terrorhawks uh, package. Uh, we get everything, including the design documents and a console to run it on as well. I don't remember uh, the... Philips Video Pack... G seven thousand Magnavox
2: Odyssey. Uh, so the Magnavox Odyssey was a very, very, very early system, uh, sort of rival to the Atari twenty six hundred. But I will, I will uh, definitely look into this auction right now. I think.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, let me just do a quick Google uh, while we're while we're answering the question.
0: Well, I think the obvious answer would be uh, War Devil. <laughs> 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 That's right. <laughs> yeah, we've just listed ten, haven't we? I was going to say. Um, <laughs> Oh, something like, I don't know, it's not answering the question, but I was going to say Nightmare, but it's not a fictional video game, is it? But it is, uh, it's is—it's a fictional game.
2: So so the obvious answer for me, or sorry, the, the, the game that always comes up whenever I think of this, and I don't know why it's stuck with me, is there's a light gun game in, um, I want to say... Either Mars, I think it is Mars Attacks. There's a light gun game in Mars Attacks where two kids are shooting piranhas in an arcade. I remember seeing that film and going, that's not a real game, um, and thinking about the time that someone might have must have taken to mock it up. At least I don't think it is a real game. Uh, so it's not that I really, really want that to exist, but it is the game that I, f- I think of first.
0: Yeah, I'm struck... Do you know what? My mind's gone blank in terms of fictional video games because you, I, my... Eyes always do light up whenever you see anybody playing anything at all, uh be that in films or in soaps, you know, where they're pretending mm. that they're playing uh something on a controller and doing the uh over-exaggerated hand movements that no one actually does in real life. Um But uh yeah, no, I don't have an a I don't have a proper answer to that one, Robert Wells. I'm sorry to have let you down. Um I will think on, and if I remember I'll come back with something next week.
2: If any of you have better answers, then you can email in.
0: Team at onelifeleft.com
2: All right, we're back. This is still One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM, a video game radio show that has been running for longer than any video game radio show in history
0: can't take that away from us steve can they ever
2: no they literally can't as long as we keep doing it forever <laughs> because we've started before anyone as long as we live forever and keep doing this forever then we'll uh we'll still be in charge of that record when the civilizations collapse and,
0: and we're all that's left how many more shows have we got until, um,
2: until Christmas? Good question. Uh, well, it is Sunday the 6th today. By the time this goes out, it'll be Monday the 7th, so I think we'll probably have a couple more. Okay. Uh, but maybe now we don't have to go into the studio and see Resonance. They'll want us doing it throughout the break. What? Who knows? Who knows? We might not get a holiday anymore. I suspect we do. They always have brilliant Christmas programming. Resonance do. I saw that Radio 1, they get um, they get young people in. To take over the slots of the regular presenters over Christmas to give them a break, maybe there'll be some uh, some youths taking over the One Life Left. Right. So.
0: Wow. Get Guy Cocker in. <laughs> he, he gets about, doesn't he? He was on. Uh, he was on the. Uh, he was on some, a news show last week talking about uh, the launches of the new hardwares. Like, why don't they call us?
2: Don't know don't know. Does he still do his show that once beat us in a...
0: Maybe a that's why they call once. him, because he's not doing his show anymore, is he?
2: Mm, true. Um, maybe this is all part of a plot to stop us from doing One Life <laughs> Left, so someone who started a radio show maybe two or three weeks after us uh, can take up the mantle of longest-running video game radio show of all time ever.
0: I'm going to miss the, no. um, the residents Christmas Party this year.
2: Oh, me too. It's always a good time, isn't it? Rubbing shoulders with the other presenters, uh, finding out you know, what the bike show's been up to this year, how Louis Schaefer is. I miss Louis.
0: Yeah, I do too. I'm going to give him a big hug when it's, when, when it's legal.
2: <laughs> what, and cough all over him? <laughs> 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 it's fine now. Don't worry. It's fine. We're all vaccinated.
0: Are you doing any um, work party, work virtual parties in your, in your day job? Are you doing Zoom stuff?
2: Uh, I've nothing planned apart from... The Mariokie Christmas Party. Okay, when's that? That's going to take place on the 18th of December, uh, Friday the 18th of December. It will be, as we have been for most of this year, on Twitch, uh, twitch twitch.tv slash There'll be more details on exactly what we're doing on uh, the Marioki Discord and on the Marioki Twitter, which you can easily find uh, twitter.com slash singmarioki. Uh, but it'll be free and you can turn up and sing some songs. The Christmas songs will be unlocked. So if you want to sing uh, Merry Christmas, everyone about Pokemon with us and drink an ill-advised cocktail of your own creation, please, please join us on that night. Save the date, they say.
0: Is there a, a Games industry uh, Father Christmas lined up?
2: We haven't got one yet. Uh, maybe we'll just dial one in on the night. I assume Charles will be wearing the suit anyway.
0: <laughs> I would have thought so. Yeah, I'll try and make the 18th then. Hopefully we'll have we'll have moved. Um, i got the internet is working uh, back at my house at the moment. And that, for me, is a real weight off my mind. I think that's more important <laughs> than water. Um, so that's up and running. We haven't got the TV running yet. Uh, I've got uh, Virgin Man coming around on Tuesday to hopefully sort that out but I'm a bit worried he's going to tell me off because I, I had to employ a, like a, a rogue cable guy to come and uh, do some work oh, yeah and
2: he's you've had the cowboys in
0: what well, i don't think th- it's going to
2: cost you well
0: i don't think he's a cowboy because he works for BT this was him moonlighting um hmm. but uh, yeah i'm going to get told off by virgin on Tuesday for
2: for not using their cable so we'll see <laughs> we'll see good luck simon thanks is it time for the reviews now? All right. What have you been playing this week?
0: I have been playing Sniper Elite Four. Um,
2: oh, I saw. I saw.
0: Did you? What well, on the on the
2: Switch? I saw you getting quite excited about it on Twitter. Oh,
0: on Twitter, right? Yes. Yeah. Good to be back. I don't. Do you know? I'm. <laughs> I'm slightly embarrassed by it. Obviously, like so. I don't like. Um, the thing about getting older, right, is that, you know, all the things that you used to enjoy that, uh, like, typically, like, all the violent media. So I grew up in an era of video nasties and, like, proper horror, like, really, really dodgy horror films. And then living through things like, you know, Mortal Kombat and all of that sort of stuff. Now, the older you get, the less, generally, the less inter- interested uh, I am in um, seeing uh, people harmed <laughs> okay i don't know whether that's whether that's a nod to my own mortality or what have you but yeah generally i i i, I, I don't like it and um
2: yeah really sounds like this is a negotiation from a kidnapping right now <laughs> you're telling me you have no interest in seeing i don't, uh, seeing I don't you know things
0: like um i you know i played uh injustice and um Mortal combat and you know, actually, they are quite funny because they're so over the top, but they're really horrible. Um, and I, I guess it was the sort of nervous laughter at seeing all these people getting mashed up like they do in those games. So generally, I sort of stay away from them. But for some reason, the Sniper Sniper Elite games, um, which this is now the third game that I've played. So I've played two and three on the Switch. Um, and I'm playing four on the Switch, despite the fact, as I think I said last week, I, it appears I already own it on PC and it's in Game Pass as well. But there's just something about something about sitting on the sofa. Obviously, I keep the uh, kill cam on, sitting on the sofa, and then getting the crosshair red, tapping uh, ZR, and then it immediately cutting to this sniper view shot. Um, sorry, it's a gut gut bullet. View shot, uh, which then shows the bullet traveling from your gun in a very cinematic way, pff, pff, like in, into people. And, um, <laughs> I mean, into people, you didn't tell me that part. I really enjoy it. It's just, and so, um, yeah, so Sniper Elite, uh, two and three were quite linear games in that, um, you know, generally the levels themselves had a start and a middle and an end and you you go through in that order sniper elite 4 is much more open world um and again you know those sort of things can be a bit tricky i think uh, you know particularly stealth games if they are overly fussy or what have you um
1: yeah,
0: that sort of thing just doesn't really do it for me whereas sniper elite 4 um has got a load of optional um uh, missions or objectives that you can tackle. Uh, it, it's it's. I'm, I'm playing it on normal, and and actually it's pretty forgiving. Um, and so yeah, I'm just enjoying a different set of environments. Uh, you know, the first level was set on a beautiful sunny island in Italy. Uh, just I've done a forest. I've done a, a quite a congested um, village. Uh, and it's just, it's just good. It, it runs pretty well on the Switch. I mean, obviously, it's a game in which you're generally uh, moving along, a crowd, so you, so you, you aren't running. And uh, so, for an open world game, I was, I was a little concerned about how it might run on the Switch, but I've had very, very few problems. And um, yeah, very much enjoying it. Uh, but, but do feel slightly embarrassed about it. And so when I see people log on to the Switch and it goes, oh, someone's playing at the moment, I'm like, oh God. They're going to see that I'm playing Sniper Elite again, aren't they? And so what are they going to think of me? Still, um, that's that's their loss, not mine. Seven out of ten.
2: I have been playing uh, a selection of video games. I played Golf on Mars, which is the sequel to Desert Golfing. Did you ever get on uh, did you ever? Yeah, I did
0: it did briefly just to see what you lot were on about. I thought it was boring, and so I moved, moved on <laughs> to something else. <laughs>
2: It is boring, but it is meditative uh, side on click and drag and fire a ball into a hole and then do that infinitely. Golf Mars is a sequel. It's basically the same with a different palette. It's good. Seven out of ten. Um, and I played a bit more Noita, which I continue to love. I played a game called Card Hog, which is very, very simple. Um, early access game. Which I guess you would call a card-based dungeon crawler, bit puzzly, very very simple mechanic. I think it's probably designed for touch screens. It feels like an Apple Arcade game, where you are swiping cards onto other cards to move through levels, um, and eventually there are too many cards and you die. Uh, it's kind of really really nicely done. I've enjoyed it a lot. Who's uh, it by? Seven out of ten. I will tell you that in one second when I've clicked on it. It is by
0: store page. Because there are an awful lot of card games uh,
2: at the moment, uh, obviously. Seems to be by. I think it says snout up there. Might be shout up. Honestly, Simon, my, my TV is quite a distance across the room. <laughs> so snout up, shout up, snout up. Well, it is snout okay. up. Um, yeah, it's just it's just quite nice really well executed it's got 178 very positive reviews on uh, on steam if that helps you decide whether it's your sort of thing um but the game i want to talk about is a game that has been on my radar for a while and it's called haven have you heard of that? i have heard of it okay what do you know about it
0: i've heard of it i've given you that much <laughs> i can't tell you what i know yeah. about it i have heard of it uh don't yeah tell me
2: Right, interestingly, I would not have been able to tell you the title, and I'm not even sure I've heard of the title of it before, but I've certainly seen it in screens before. Steam has been pushing it at me like it's saying, listen, listen, mate, we've seen the stuff that you download. This is your kind of thing. Get on it. And I don't like it when Steam does that. So typically I go, no, you don't know me. You don't know me, mum. Back (laughs) off. Uh, uh, And I I ignore it most of the time. Um, but the other day I was looking for something new to play that popped up on the indie that's new it. releases thing. Look,
0: it's from the team that did Fury, that's what I knew about it.
2: Right, what's Fury?
0: The hard, um, uh, fight, uh, 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 retro looking fighting game.
2: Right, okay, okay. This is not a retro looking fight fighting some game,
0: it is type thing. Yeah, sorry, go on. <laughs>
2: A third person romantic adventure set on an alien planet. Uh, you whiz lot around this alien planet with a lovely gliding mechanic, chasing things and fighting things. We'll get to the fighting things bit in a minute. Um, but in between these explore sections, you are chatting to your girlfriend or chatting to your boyfriend. You can play one of two characters, switch between them. The characters have run away from a uh, society which I believe doesn't approve of their love although I haven't quite got to that part in okay. the game yet um, and you have crash landed on this alien planet you're trying to survive and repair your ship um, in between those survival bits you have uh, you have these visual novel style dialogue sequences which are quite cute um, you have a little bit of a cooking mini game where you craft foods to uh, from things you found around the place And, um, yeah, I'm sure there are other crafty bits I've got to discover as well. Most of it, though, at the moment for me, is just finding resources to repair a ship and getting involved in these fighting sequences, which I hate. Hate so much. I was enjoying the game. I was really enjoying the gliding, which feels so good. The look of the game is nice. I can even tolerate the anime art style. But the fighting is just unbearable. It's a kind of hybrid of um, I guess you would call it uh, turn based in real time Uh, that kind of Final Fantasy choose who to attack um, attack them and then they get a turn to attack you but it all unfolds in real time so there's a bit of time pressure on you as well Um, I just find it really 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 banal hard to control and hard to pass what's going on as well Um, and it's put me right off the game and I'm probably not going to play it again seven out of ten blimey mm. uh
0: well i'm sorry to hear that Steve. and i'm sorry for the game makers as well that uh, you won't be enjoying it but you know from thursday we're all going to be playing cyberpunk forever aren't we anyway <laughs> so i guess it was inevitable
2: yeah i should add that it is quite possible that I have misunderstood the combat because I am old, right? We've established that, like, you know, both you and I uh, don't understand things. And it could be that I am missing something vital here. Uh, But, yeah, it really, really, really frustrated me. Uh, Do give it a shot if you you can and let me know what I have missed because I would love to go back into the universe and explore it and beat the game and find out what happens to these Starcross lovers good all right are you gonna are you picking up cyberpunk yes i'm in good well let's talk about it next week then looking forward to it already thank you to everybody who has well thank you first to everyone who's been on the show today that's thanks to me (laughs) thanks to simon and thanks to joe twist as well uh thanks to everyone for listening um thanks to our musical artists for their work you can find out who that was by looking on the show notes and thank you to all of you out there we are one life left
0: We'll see you next week. We will do. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.